Hey yo, what's good, man? It's your host Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man Joe. What it do, Gators? What it do, man? It's your host Cleve. At the venue, we got to bring everything that we have. So the table, yeah, the chairs, the banners. banners. Like, got to clean the banner, though, right here because it needs a little touching up. Oh, yeah, It's man. a little dirty. You got some stains going on it. but Other than that, it ain't nothing. A little bit of Clorox and some uh, you know, hand racks to take care of, however you got to get it done. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hose. Shout out to Natanya Jones because I think in 2000 and was it 2021 when 2019 we got that back? Oh, yeah, because I was working. That's when I first started at Boise. Yep. Yep. Shit, yeah. First bet. If y'all ain't bought y'all's tickets yet, make sure you buy tier one tickets because the early bird tickets are sold out for Fet Devoid 2021. I think it's September 29th and 30th this year. It's not in October. It's uh, late September. Make sure y'all go and buy tickets. And yeah, welcome back to Third Coast Podcast. Yeah, man, got your host Cleve here. What it do? And what it do, Gator? How your day going? Oh, it's going good. Laid up and watched The Mandalorian for like five hours today. And I got to say, hands down, I like the cowboy space type stuff they got going on. And yeah. who can't like Baby Yoda, you know? It's just a lovable character. And then the journey is not a Jedi journey. It's him becoming an actual Mandalorian. And I don't know. It's cool. I like what they're doing with it. So I had a real lazy day, you know, spending time with the kids, cook, and, you know, working on some merch. Right, right. You know, just a nice chill day. Yesterday was busy work and then uh, had Mr. Bear Gritty and Kobe and we sweated it out at like two o'clock in the, the heat of the day in the shed. Yeah, I saw the photos of it. You know, it was. Uh, you know, a bear don't like a hot shed. You know, they like a nice, comfortable, cold cave. And so big shout out to Bear for stepping out of his natural habitat to come get a little frisky with the gator and Kohoba, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, all day. And, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. I'm going to talk to you about it all after the show and stuff because yeah, I felt Saturday I was off, but I've also been kind of, you know, preparing for the 26th of this month. Yeah, 26th, we'll be in New Orleans. What venue is it again? It's um, We'll be at D-Max, D-Max Bar, Bar and Grill in Mid-City, New Orleans, Louisiana. I would say the area code, but I don't know what the area code is. But... It's going to be, we're going to be doing a live podcast, and then we got some bands going to play afterwards, Holly Rock, Larry's Lounge, and Spicy Ranch, which have all been featured artists on the show too, which is cool how everything just pans out and just, you know, keep the grind going, never know. Yeah, you And never maybe know someone might see us down there and be like, y'all can quit y'all's jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice though, but I, I get good vibes from it. It's like thinking about the event. It just kind of takes me back like to uh, Taos days whenever I was getting ready, getting the stage blues, like right before the show. It's like, you know, it's been a while since I've been in front of a live audience. So like, that's pretty cool. And just mainly just today, I did my shopping. Shout out to Mother's on Mother's Day, you know, the good ones. And did for my mom, bought her some roses, got her a car, you know, gave my blessings to her, talked with her for a bit. 
uh, had to go out of town today. You know, had to get some fresh kicks, which will be, you know, you'll be able to see those whenever we do our live podcast. But for now, it's just just preparing slowly but surely. So what shoes did you get, may I ask? It's something I wanted to bring up. It's like I actually bought my first pair of Jordans, although I've worn Jordans per se. You know, I've I actually like went out, bought my first pair. I bought a pair of all white Jordan ones, like yeah. the retros. I was asking people, it's like you, it came up in a conversation. I was like, man, what's your favorite Jordan? I think there's like uh, over 36, 37 shoes now. Like I like all the ones from like 13 and below. Like the the old school style is like the um, like Kwame sent me a picture of some fives and sevens. JP he's a fan of the I think it's thirteens, and Grover is a fan of the sevens because it's like the Space Jam shoes. Oh yeah, I remember when he got them. Yeah, it's like uh, he had a lot of pairs. Like he showed me, it's like you know, like I came with a whole like T shirt and a special box and everything with it too. Yep. Don't they sell stuff that you put now in the front so it don't crease, right? That's yeah, the whole like thing. Got, uh, you don't want to never crease your Jordans. Yeah, so like they got some uh, inserts that you could put in your uh, shoes. Like you do that with Jordans, you do that with Air Forces, right? Like even Reeboks, like any white shoe or like any shoe that kind of shows the detail because it's like the shoe, it, it has like a value in it. Like people collect shoes. Like, and there's like this whole thing about it. Like, um, it's a uh, money making industry too, though. Right. Because like, the rarity of certain shoes, right? Right. And then just like kind of looking into like some of the small fun facts about Jordan's. It's like the, with the Jordan ones, like Michael Jordan like took a $5,000 fine every time he wore his signature shoe on the court because the colors, there's this rule in, in the NBA called the 51% rule. And that rule covers that. I guess like the shoe must be mostly white, but it could still have colors to represent the other team. And because his shoes were mostly like red and black, they would find the man every time he wore his shoes and they eventually banned his shoes from being used in the NBA because it didn't follow like certain performance. And like, I don't know if they overqualified or underqualified. Now the way they make certain shoes, it's like shoes are designed, like they have performance shoes designed to, make you jump higher and i was you know just hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up. <laughs> ho, ho, hold the horses up there's shoes out there that can make you jump higher and yep. you're just now telling me about this <laughs> of all people well, uh, you know what i'm saying like i could have used that information a lot sooner because there's a lot of stuff i would like to jump to that i can't reach right now <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> Right, right. But I mean, it just all went into like, you know, asking people these questions, like learning things as you go. It's like having different conversations, like with my brother, Kay, I hit up a few people at work about it. And just just that topic in general, like with that particular shoe, because it's, you know, Jordan and Nike and then uh, Adidas are like top brands to me, you know, as far as like a, a good sports shoe that's comfortable, withstands the test of time. And, you know, it's like, basically, it's like, you know, I'm just trying to have something nice, you know, yeah. like on my feet that I go for comfort in the shoes. So I'm more of a quality person and just people who like to shop on shoes. It's better to ask those people that question because, like, I mean. I got to ask you the question then because I'm in a dilemma, too, because I have one pair of nice boots, which I'm wearing right now. I see. I see. Look, YouTube. And then I have, I bought some Osiris's recently, some uh, old school, big skateboard shoe Osiris's. And I'm just thinking, 
do I want to wear my Osiris's that make my legs look really small? (laughs) (laughs) Or do I want to wear my boots that make me look a little bit taller? And I've been in dilemma because like at first I was like, everybody's going to get third coast podcast shirts and we, you know, but I just like, man, that just don't, if I, I feel like we'd be promoting ourselves too hard, as long as we have the banners and our table set behind, right. I I want to go comfortable. And it's going to be AC because the uh, original thought we might have been outside, but now we have an AC venue. So I'm definitely wearing jeans for yeah, sure for and sure, probably yeah, my man. boots too. But I'm thinking like button up or a band tee. Probably a band tee with no sleeves to show off my tattoos and make sure, you know, tap some stuff up with a razor and make it look extra good. I just Maybe figured I'm going to it. I'm going to go plain, but like, you know, I want to be taken serious too because it is a live event and I want people to kind of naturally feel like kind of to present an image and to give them, you know, the proof behind like what we are as a podcast and just, it's not even outstanding or showing out or whatever. It's just being myself. You know, it's like when I go out or do something, I want to feel comfortable in a sense where, whereas like, I kind of feel like if it were... I would dress accordingly as needed, you know, but I'm going to just wear like a t-shirt, probably like a plain t-shirt, blue jeans. I got those shoes that I was just mentioning, like I'm going to wear jeans with those shoes. And uh, I was going to save my third coat shirt for the day after because like I'm like you, it's like we already got the banner and we got, you know, like that. So we don't need to go overboard with just third coat, third coat, third coat. Yeah. And I think it would give us like a good just and be, you know, us. So, I mean. I'm actually kind of nervous because usually we're just recording, you know, and hanging out in a nice closed space. But now we got to present, record and be kind of like engaging with the crowd and, you know, entertaining, too, at a live stage. And I feel like it's a it's a venue set up to show the world us. But it's also for to test us to see what we can do with that time slot. And I'm ready for it. You know, anxious. But I believe just like right now, if we can talk to anybody, we can sit here and talk to each other. We can talk to anybody. Right. The only thing we got to do is just project that a little bit. You know, yeah, less is more in the sense where you project, but yet you keep it simple. Yep. So I'm two hours, the legendary four hour episode. <laughs> is it four hours? I thought it was. It, like, no, there is like a three. three, three and a half there. That was with Brando, yeah, wasn't was, it? Yeah, Brando was here that night. And me, you, Brando and Koba. Yeah, that was a pretty intense night, but for the most part, uh, yeah, that's on the off day. day I got to sit down and listen to that. I'm fine that episode. I'd be lying. I told you which one that one was. Well, that was a while back. But yeah, just for the event, mainly, you know, I, I just hope that the crowd is receptive, but the crowd is reactive, too. That's all I'm, I hope for. And just, I get good vibes about it. It's just like, you know, it's just like riding a bike. Once we get started, then all the... You know, all the stuff just kind of rolls behind you because you in it. I firmly believe that you and Kobe will settle in and be great because this is not a stage that y'all are unfamiliar to. It's just a different come at the stage. Yeah, it's from a different angle. And it's, you know, the main thing that I learned from Jacoby being a front man on the stage is presence. And as long as you have a good presence, as long as you have characters, something that represents you man you go on the steel toe blues boot blues steel joe steel toe boots <laughs> steel toe boots blue jeans fucking white white tee or a beater they get you a white white beater did i say the artist that was playing 
at the show. Yeah, you did. You said uh, Holly Rock, Spicy Ranch, and Larry's Lounge. Larry's Lounge. Oh no, I'm just excited thinking about it again. Yeah, not in that order, but you know, it's yeah. I look forward to the live entertainment after the show. It's just like, man, the you know, the thing with New Orleans is like the you know, I like their atmosphere. I like the culture. I like the music. You know, I like that, you know, the community is like generally friendly, you know, like amongst tourists and just like the locals there is I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a large group of people that we know or more than likely Jacoby will know because he knows fucking everybody everywhere. Not being too fanboyish, but I sent Randy Jackson, the dude from Zebra. I sent him the little flyer for our New Orleans thing and he was like, go get it with a thumbs up. And it's just cool that. We have so much support and like people want us to do good and we're going to give that to them. Got a question for you though, Cleve. Besides the venue, besides all that shit. All right. Uh, so emotionally, I'm going to ask you an emotional question. Go for it. Oh, I'm ready. Now that I know, I'm prepared so I can adjust. So you had brought it up the other day saying that we need to get into some heart shit. You know what I'm saying? Some touchy-feely stuff. A little oh, bit. yeah, like a little bit, because, you know, for the longest time, like, really, it's like after the meltdown of Chernobyl, I was thinking, man, you know, life isn't just all about doom and gloom. Life isn't just about, you know, As dwelling. long as you don't live in Chernobyl, though. Yeah, as long as you don't live in Chernobyl, life isn't about dwelling on things that have happened. You know, we just make pasture for those to make anew. And, you know, kind of funny thing you brought that up, because, like, side note, like the animals have, you know, the population of the animals have doubled from the last, you know, from the last recordable. Yeah, like their little census on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's doubled. But uh, what's your question? Though? I, ain't, I ain't trying to divert from the <laughs> the emotional. <laughs> okay. Uh, as a man, you know, over 30-year-old man, dealing with some emotional stuff is different than the way you dealt with it as like a teenager, right? Right. And uh, my question is, what is something that, you have learned about yourself that you have changed for the better, you know? Well, hey, this is on the YouTube and I'm going to keep it a thousand. Like, you know, I've learned how to, you know, let go in my own way. Like, man, if you got to shout, you got to cry, you got to punch some stuff, you know, make it, you know, stay safe doing it. You know, it could be in the confines of your home. Like I, I done got better at the video games, but a lot of with that is just like, Ask the question again. It's like, what I what have I learned? What have you learned that the past you, a uh, younger you, oh yeah, yeah that yeah. you've learned to like the uh, whole, you know, better deal with situations like a younger you versus the older you. Yeah, I've learned to deal with my aggression better. I've learned how to, you know, control certain aspects and to remove certain things. You know, it's not all about like the sadness of it, but you know, improvements of you know budgeting. I would say, um, man, look at that. That's a good ass question, though. Um, it's it's nothing emotional about it that I can, I guess, add other than the fact that it's like if, say, for instance, I'm thinking about an ex, or you know, I'm just thinking about my past, just thinking about all the bullshit I've been through, all the successes, all the failures. It's like with with those experiences under my belt, I've learned something, and that's one thing I can say is like I've never sold myself short to lie to myself about what the reality is. Sometimes the truth does hurt. Yeah. And some people don't really know how to let that out or express that. You know, it's like there's things that get in the way like fear, confusion, envy, jealousy, 
you know, spite, you know, when people are being petty or when people are just kind of all over the place and their thoughts and not focused, you know, I, I guess in a sense, if, you know, because the no shots at the females, because again, this is Mother's Day. So I feel like the male mind and the female mind and the way that it operates and as it grows over time, you know, it can either develop for growth or destruction. And it's just, I've learned to choose wisely to say less. The reason why I asked you that question is because I asked it to myself, you know what I'm saying? And when I look at myself, I learned through the years that certain things that I would do or certain situations, I would exacerbate them and make them way worse, you know, over jumping to conclusions, overthinking, yeah, overstepping. Uh, thinking I'm always right. That's a big thing. One of the things that I learned about myself is to shut the fuck up and listen, you know, listen and then talk. And I strive to be better in my older age and stuff because you can learn anything and everything you want from anybody on the earth if you just listen. Because everybody's got a story. Everybody's got something to say. And sometimes you just need to listen more than talk. And that's what I've learned, especially dealing with my kids going into teenage years, dealing with issues that have happened currently and in the past. And, you know, and then, too, is taking negative people out your life, no matter how bad you want them in your life. You know, like you just you wish they could be a part of your life. But sometimes you just got to let said person go no matter who they are, you know, yeah, and that's, that, that's a hard thing that I've learned. But. As I'm getting older now and looking at what I'm doing currently and what I'm building within my foundation is so great, you know, and if certain people don't want to be a part of that and want to find reasons to not be a part of it, then that's the rocks, homie. I'm not going to be upset about it. And Yeah, everybody you know. can take and go. It's just, you know, I feel another thing I wanted to contribute to that and it connects with the kids too is a lead by example because when you're trying to set an image how can you expect respect if the image, like, say, for instance, you know, I have my kid and I tell her don't drink because it's bad for you. But whenever she gets out of school, I got a bottle up to my mouth. Yeah. Do you think she's going to respect me as she gets older and she starts doing it and I'm telling her, stop, no, you ain't supposed to do that. It's like, well, who am I to tell? Yeah, you don't want to be person? condescending. And I don't want to be contradictory either. So, you know, when you set an example for a person and you, you follow up to your word, to be a man of your word, to hold to those keys, everything else kind of falls into the place of what comes with leading as an example. You know, respect, opportunity, acknowledgement, authority even, because, you know, not too many people are going to try you because your character stands against all tests, you know, that you present or present it with, you know, because the kids have problems. And they look in the dad or they look in the mom to solve it or to figure it out. And they didn't ask for this. So guess what? Hey, you got to get the work, saddle up and, you know, hold your horses, hold your nuts, as they say in the hood, and wear your heart on your sleeve. Because, I mean, you know, it, it hits, too, whenever you mention about having to remove people out of your life. I feel like that's one thing I still have trouble with today It's like, is that and then just when people pass away. It's like when I oh, think yeah. about certain things, and it's just like it's the same conscious because it's like when you lay at the wrist, you give your roses and you just have remembrance. And 
life's still gonna go on, but you still always have that peace. So it's it's a bit sentimental sometimes. Well, you know, it, it is Mother's Day, not to be doom and gloom, but you know, Beth raised me, you know, and my sisters and took a lot of care. And when, you know, she passed, you know, and Mother's Day comes around, you know, it's a little used to be real fucking sad and you know, the first couple of years going through it. But now I just look back and I just, like I was telling Terrence a while ago, I'm so glad that she actually made it to the next realm and wasn't a ghost because she would have talked, she would have been the most talkative fucking ghost (laughs) in the whole fucking world. And she, I mean, she would carry a conversation on with a full-blown stranger. And That's nice, She, If there's a good place that people can actually achieve to go to, I hope that she got there, you know, because she was a kind-hearted soul. That's probably why I'm small now, dude. She don't cook no more. <laughs> I got to cook everything now, dude. But you could call that woman up at 10, 12, show up at 3 a.m. in the morning, knock on the door, and she opening the door. What's wrong? Let's make some coffee, you know? Right. Shit. Damn, that's sad. But yeah. she's that's life, though. You enjoy the moments that you get, and you cherish them. And when, you know, it's our time to make that grand journey, I hope that Someone talks about me the way I talk about her. You know what I'm saying? I want people to be speaking of me highly, like in the uh, Hispanic tradition where it's like you honor your your dead by remembering them so they stay in the land of the remembered and not fall into the land of uh, unremembered. The, uh, the unremembered, which is... That's what keeps them in that place of happiness is that, that even though they passed on, that people still remember them and you know still bring their energy alive. Right. Yeah, I feel like we need the topic about that on an episode, maybe later, maybe in a week or maybe after. I don't know. But um, just the whole idea, like, where do we go after? And I just think, you know, there's a lot of different philosophies and I have one of my own that I would like to share in the future. So stay tuned for that. But just like back to the mother state thing, me and my mom had a pretty good relationship. She actually told me today that she watches the show. So, mom, if you see this, I love you. You know, the son doing his thing. So, but anyway, it's like, you know, it's like, when I think about my parents, like I show a lot of respect to my parents, even though they know I smoke and drink, like I tend not to do it around them unless like my dad pulled me in the back, like, hey man, you want a shot? Like, <laughs> like go in the backyard. It's like, we'll go in the backyard. We'll chop it up about life. And, you know, those small moments, you know, mean a lot to them. And as I'm getting older and as life is changing, you know, we ain't getting no younger. It's like, and how people mature in their age. Like, cause my pop just made 82. That's dope. Yeah. My mom, she's, uh, she's, I don't, I don't like, you know, I was taught, you know, it's rude to say a woman's age. So I ain't going to say age out of respect, but you know, she's, she's definitely able. So, um, yeah, I spent time with her today, like drinking my coffee. Well, yeah, she was drinking her coffee. I was drinking mine and, just had a little time I was doing my clothes. Just like, you know, just like a normal day. It's like kept it simple. You know, I brought her roses, surprised her. You know, she wasn't expecting it, but she had, I was thinking about going full blown to buy a vase, but I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is my mom. She got a vase somewhere in the house. She broke out, <laughs> yeah, she broke out like three vases, but picked one to use to kind of arrange it and just like kind of passing down uh, the jewels about, you know, the green thumb, about plants and, you know, what, what life consists of is just the, nurturing side of it is like how to take care of the flowers like you shock them with the ice cold water you put the ice you put the pack you arrange the flowers you pour the water and then everything's just gonna like take routing its own 
like it's a, it'll take her out on its own course. Like by the time she gets home from work tonight, flowers will be fully bloomed. The fresh smell will be in the kitchen. So it's just the little things about, I guess, being at home, like growing up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, that side of it, you know, so it's, uh, some people have better experiences. Some people don't, you know, like, and for those that don't, it's just, uh, I have no words for it because it's, it's just, uh, I have no experience today, so I can't speak on it. When you have situations like that with absent parents in your life, the best thing I can tell you from firsthand experience, obviously, it ties into a lot of, like, you just got to let people go because some people just want to be in your life to make you more miserable than they are. You know what I'm right. saying? And Misery loves company. True. Yeah. If you have that absent parent in your life or you're, you know, you feel some type of way about that, my personal take on it is this is your life. This is something that is special and you only get one time. And if no one wants to be a part of that, then then go fuck themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not to be, you know, graphic. This is more graphic than I really usually am. <laughs> and but it's it's true though. If they you yeah, you get one life, Joe Willis gets one life, Cleve gets one life, Terrence gets one life. If they don't want to be a part of that, that's on them. And you shouldn't feel like it's taken away from you. Correct. Yeah, you you're right. Because you you are your own person. You are special. And if they don't want to be a part of your specialness. Fuck them. Yeah, it like Mike B on. said. Yeah, Mike B. Uh, yeah, shout out Mike B. You know. <laughs> hey, y'all hear that little Mike Bleed? That's that's Terrence over there. It's the Ter- pod father. Yeah, the pod yeah. father of it all. Pod father. You don't want to say nothing to the YouTube? Yeah. What up, YouTube? YouTube. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, just so it's no mistake on the YouTube, guys. Yeah, that's the creator <laughs> over there. You know, I just, yeah. It's See, and I, I just right thought about now. that. I, we should switch. Right, because like I, I always thought about that. Like I'm gonna put that out there too. I was like, man, you know, it's like, man, if I'm sitting here, I wonder if people just like look at their banner and be like, man, you know, Cleve look a little bit different as a cartoon. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, that ain't me. It's like people make that, you know, people make that assumption. You know, it. it I guess it's generalized. Like I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but across the board, all over the world, people get identified things that they are not, but. You know, it's kind of like I was talking with someone earlier and I had told them, I was like, have you ever just seen somebody that you thought you knew like passing by in the store? And then like when you like you make oh, eye yeah. contact with them and you realize that's not the person, you know. So it's like, what do you do in a situation where you just kind of run into a, I guess, like a stranger face, but a familiar face? Yeah, I've bumped into people that I thought that I knew, but I didn't know. You know, I used to be a correctional officer, you know, for you know, number of years and part of Louisiana state tag team did shit, you know, and I worked, you know, I was selling the show before maximum security. Yeah. So I ran into a dude in Walmart in Ville Platte. No, it wasn't in Ville Platte. It was in, was it dirt cheap in Ville Platte? And he was an inmate in a cell block. He was down a tier one time where I had like three people I had to gas or some shit. And I ended up having to like take everybody out their cells and shit. And this dude walks up to me. And I didn't know who the fuck he was. He's like, Lieutenant Willis, what's up? And this big old dude, right, dabs me up. You know me. I'm like, I'm fuck it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I was with uh, Charlene and uh, Maya. And a uh, dude walks up, you know, gives me a hug. He's like, man, you know, I still remember that day where you had to gas them dudes cutting up down at the bottom of the tier. And, and first thing I'm thinking is like, I worked with the dude, you know, and right. I looked at him. 
And I was like, I didn't work with this guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I just remember the uh, interaction that I had with him. And <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, I was in C29 or some shit, cell nine. And you had to come get me and I couldn't breathe. And, and I was like, Dude, you put me in the shower and then you went and dealt with them. And I appreciate that. And I, man, fuck prison. And I was like, man, that's good. He's like, yeah, man, I got a job and doing good. And I was like, yeah, that's good. It was just so wild that I ran into someone that was. That knew you, but. Yeah, on the other side. But it was cool to know that I didn't do nothing to be that type of person inside. Because people take that power when they work corrections. And then it could have been a bad thing. Like, oh, yeah, that bitch. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It is the motherfucker that gassed, and when the yeah. gas is going out, he was dragging me through the the contaminated area, like just, yeah, just straight bully, yeah, like a lot of them bullies up there. In the, yeah, it's corruption, and it's on all scales. It's all across all boards, you know, and it just weasels its way in through the friends of the establishment. Make sure that y'all check out episode one ninety one of recidivism. Uh-oh. My ass. And make sure you check out Third Coast Podcast on all major streaming platforms. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Cashbox, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And big shout out to our Spotify listeners. And we're closing in on 50K. And just big shout out to everybody that tunes in and listens. And uh, everybody that have gave it a listen, you know, even if it was just like a few seconds or maybe even a few minutes, you know, like all of that counts. And uh, yeah, I like to give my roses to, you know, the almost 50K out there. Grinding away. And big shout out to David Bosnick, Mitch Lang. Who else we had? D. Carter from Arizona. Ozzy Bear. Louisiana Hall of Fame music artist. And Long Island. New York Hall of Fame music artist, Randy Jackson, Mr. Bear Gritty from Bear and the Forest Friends, sweating out the shed. Just thanks to everybody that makes this show tick and go. Yeah, making it all possible. You know, it's like... Yesterday's episode is 194. Right. And that's Don't Poke the Bear featuring Bear Gritty. And then we got 195 and then 196 next Saturday. Right. Yeah. If you're off, I don't know. Cause I mean, I got to work, but I get off at three. Yeah. I get a picture of my schedule and probably put it in a group this time just so, you know, it, it won't happen the last time. Cause I missed that. I wanted to meet Bear. We just have so much going on in like trying to communicate and keep up with our group between four people. We just, it's so much stuff. It's music. He's up there doing Sea of Monsters production for Mitch right now. Right. Zane, big shout out to Zane's ho ass. Co- <laughs> uh, Kobai's doing metal music again, which I'm so yeah, I, I'm so excited because that's his niche. That's a vocalist is what he is, and it's good to see that he's doing that. Right, right. Yeah, like when he told me that he was back doing some sessions in the studio, you know, I was like, man, it takes it back to the old times. Yeah, and then Zane and I were talking. We were talking equipment and just like, what happened with the band and how to record sounds and engineer all it. Cause he has all of this stuff. And all I would have to do is like bring my guitar, probably my amp, you know, he can mic it up to where, you know, I could get all my sounds recorded and he can program the drums just so like, even if it's like some inspired riffs, you know, I was just thinking like, man, I could probably like construct songs, like just write different licks and stuff. And then just like later on, maybe the piece, some of the material up or just make them all like in the separate songs. And uh, go from there. It just, um, you know, music has always been a drive. And I'm glad that's like one of the main things about this show is that 
anybody with a musical, you know, aspiration is, you know, a voice that is heard on the show, like with featured artists and even some of our old episodes, like me, you jammed out on guitar and like, do we have any freestyle sessions on any other episodes or no? I don't think we do, but I feel like we should do something like with behind the scenes or something. Oh, what? Some, uh. Yeah, some of our yeah, some of our good yeah, like our lowdowns, like you know, after the show, like you know, either show them a game of darts or you know, just show them like how the boys cook it up. You know, we got to keep that yeah, we got to keep all senses sharp. You know, keep the hand or hand eye mouth coordination. Well, I think this is a good time to stop that YouTube. Oh yeah, man. Believe has the artist of the week. Ready to rock and roll. Thank you, Kobai, for reaching out to this group that's based in New Orleans. And big shout out to everybody that's part of the show. Make sure to check out the TCP Horde. We are over 300 members now. And I'm just going to share a quick story for everybody. So I got banned out of the group I created on Facebook, TCP Horde, because I posted a meme I found where the dude is squatting down working on a truck yeah and it says when your lower ball joint falls out and his balls fell through his you know <laughs> like that that hole in the bottom of your pants yeah yeah it was a far away picture but you know obviously it was testicles and they blocked me i got the facebook ban hammer for uh 20 <laughs> 24 hours because i posted that <laughs> and the tcp horde which essentially i created is like what the fuck and I mean, I understand they say it's because of nudity and stuff, but somebody man, that shit funny, man. I found that shit on Pinterest. Like Pinterest had that shit, but y'all are blocking it. The platforms are so fucking weird, but I'm right. sorry. Artists of the week. Yeah, so for the artists of the week, both a traditionalist and a rule breaker, Jeremy Joyce is a musical contradiction whose vintage sounds and modern approach invoke the medicine shows of Dr. John and the backseat grooves of a Toussaint recording session. A clever songster and dynamic band leader, Jeremy delivers with grit and adventure, much like the time-worn streets that defines his Crescent City home and serves his muse. The band is the Jeremy Joyce Adventure, and the song is Love is a Two-Way Street. Sounds good. It's a cohort rap for 195, and we'll check y'all out next week for 196. It's one of your hosts, Joe. What it do, Gators? And it's your host, Cleve. And we out. I know a hop can run about a thousand ways. I ran around the world till I fell on my face. I had to learn about that give and take, but it took a lot, it took a lot of heartbreak. Love is a two-way, two-way street A little bit you, a little bit me Life is better lived in harmony Love is a two-way, two-way street Love is a two-way, two-way street We both have loved and lost We both have tried and failed And though we paid the cost We had to set our sails but it took a lot, it took a lot of me and you Love is a two-way, two-way street A little bit